Hi there, welcome to Claim the Stage, a podcast about public speaking and speaking up. If you struggle with saying what you want to say on stage, on camera, or in conversation, you're in the right place. I'm Angela Lucier, your host. I'm also an author, professional speaker, and CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. If you want to practice the tips you learn on this podcast, you can check out a Speaker Sisterhood club as a guest for free. Learn more at speakersisterhood.com. Welcome back to Claim the Stage. Excited to be here. This week is a special week. We have two episodes coming out. Today's episode and Saturday we have a bonus episode. So if you find yourself with some free time over the weekend or maybe you're, you know, cleaning the house or making a big pot of stew and you want to listen, definitely open your podcast app and give yourself this gift of a conversation I have with a special person. I won't get into more details yet, but anyway, this is a special week. We've got two episodes and this is our first one. I just sat down to record this and put my headphones on and noticed only one ear was making noise, you know, one of the two. And when I tried to figure out what wasn't plugged in, I realized that my boyfriend's cat has eaten the cord on one side of my headphones. So I had to do some deep breathing (laughs) before, before I could record. (laughs) This cat loves to eat cords and I, I, I try to secure everything so that she can't. And I guess I forgot about these and now they're only half a headphone. But anyway, a couple of things before we jump into today's episode, you might have noticed that the uh, the title is The Makeover Quiz. And I laughed when I thought of that title because it's like, it reminds me so much of BuzzFeed, you know, all those quizzes, like which 90210 character are you? Which Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs dwarf are you? And like, <laughs> there's like every quiz on the planet. <laughs> and then makeovers are so hot on the internet. I'm like, this is the internet's like two favorite things coming together for one podcast episode. So you're welcome. And you might remember that last month was all about connection. That was our theme for all of our episodes. And I was trying to create a theme for a monthly theme that I could talk about on the podcast and also talk about in our speaker sisterhood clubs, because I always do a monthly educational theme. And I was like, oh, how cool would it be if it all lined up? And it was actually consistent throughout. So I did that. And then I realized I messed up on the first month (laughs) because connection is actually the theme for February in the clubs. So guess what? We get to have a bonus month of talking about connection on the podcast. February will continue that theme. And I think that's actually a good thing for you because the subject is so deep. And when I realized I made that mistake, I was like, not a big deal. We have so much more to talk about. So today's three things are kind of random, but they all fall under that title, that topic of connection. The first one is the topic of the comfort zone. And it's like comfort, that that word comfort zone or those words, they are so often talked about in what I do because people often have to come out of their comfort zone in order to do public speaking. And we have to talk a lot about the importance of being uncomfortable in order to grow and that when you're uncomfortable, that's a sign. That's like a little flag being raised that you are growing. 
So when you feel like that, it's not an indicator that you're doing something wrong. It means that you're doing something right. Beyond that though, when I think about a comfort zone, I often think like, what is, what is my comfort zone? And if I were to think about like a literal comfort zone, not just like the figurative comfort zone, but I guess I would rename it the comfiness zone. (laughs) And I would think about what, if I could create a physical space in my house that I called the comfiness zone so that when I came back from doing something uncomfortable, I could always return to the comfiness zone for, you know, rest and relaxation and rejuvenation and reflection and all the RE words you can think of. (laughs) So my son used to sleep in my bed with me. And just a couple of months ago, I was like, okay, I am being kicked all night because you are huge now. And you think you're like swimming in the Olympics when I put you to bed. So I'm going to put you in a different place now. So now I have a mattress on the floor next to my bed where he sleeps. And some nights he wakes up halfway through the night and I'll let him sleep in my bed. But most of the time he does sleep down there. And then sometimes I end up sleeping down there too. And it's a, it's a double or a queen size mattress. So there's plenty of room for both of us. And I put pillows around the whole thing and I have blankets all over it and like stuffed animals. It is a serious comfiness zone. So when he's not sleeping in that bed, when I want to take a nap during the day, I'll often sleep in that bed instead of my bed. because it feels like a nest and it feels like a space where it just, it's just all about being comfy. It's not about go to sleep. It's like, oh, all the pillows you could ever want in your entire life are here right now. And I have some really comfy blankets with better, you know, fake fur and they're really comfy and soft. And it's also on the floor and it's kind of, it's between the wall and my bed. So it's like, kind of down low. And like I said, it's like a nest. And every time I lay down in there, it feels like a real treat. It almost feels like I'm hiding from the world. And it just has a different feeling to it than any other, like a couch or a bed. So as I realized the other day, like this is a really special place. And I feel like I'm escaping from life (laughs) when I'm in here. I should mention this to other people, like create a comfiness zone that's your own. And it can be really weird and it can be in a space that no one would expect. Like, I think the best place for a comfiness zone, especially if you're an introvert, is the closet, any closet that you can fit inside of. When I first learned how to meditate, I used to meditate in my closet all the time because I could really focus in there and I could just sit quietly and I felt contained I know Glennon Doyle writes in a closet. She writes her books in a closet. And when I heard her say that, I was like, I can totally relate to that. I understand exactly why she does that. And so for her, that's kind of a comfiness zone. So think about like what kind of spaces make you feel safe and relaxed and like nurtured. That can be your comfiness zone. So when you go do things that scare you, you can always come back to it. And maybe even have some articles of clothing ready to go that make you feel comfy, like a hooded sweatshirt. I love wearing leg warmers. Like something about having warm ankles is so luxurious. (laughs) And 
comfy socks. And I like wearing a hat in the house sometimes too, like a, you know, like a, a knit hat. Those are nice. So just set yourself up, like try to think about what makes you feel good. So at the end of the day, or after you have a difficult conversation, or you ace a podcast interview or something, take yourself back to the comfiness zone and connect with yourself there. Because it's a pretty special moment when you give yourself that gift. And it's like always there and ready for you. So that's my first thing this week. Build yourself a comfiness zone and just enjoy it. Because <laughs> I do. That's, that's my gift to you. Okay, we're going to move on to number two. And number two is interactive. It's a chance for you to ask yourself some questions that'll help you assess where you stand when it comes to speaking. And I wanted to do this quiz with you because I don't know how often we get a chance to really sit down and think about what our thoughts and feelings are telling us, especially when we are so used to hearing the same ones over and over again. So we're gonna go through a a short-ish list of questions and if you have a pen, you can write down your answers. If not, if you're like going for a walk or you're just not in a place to write stuff down, not a problem. You can just make mental notes that you won't be graded. And there's really no way to do this wrong. It's about checking in with yourself and noticing the stories that you're telling yourself about what you can and can't do and giving yourself a chance to, yeah, just notice like where you might be holding yourself back and what needs to be focused on. So when Speaker Sisterhood members enroll in our program, they fill out our our enrollment form and there are a series of questions on there that we're interested in the answers to because it helps us understand why members sign up and what we can most help them with. So those questions I put into this quiz because I wanted you to answer first for yourself but then also hear the average answer a Speaker Sisterhood member gives when she enrolls. And the scale is one to four, with zero being not at all likely, and four being very likely. And zero, I guess, is, you know, maybe, yeah, zero is not at all, and four is very likely. And if you want to use decimals, you can, because you're like, Angela, wait, wait, if I want to say like a 2.5, is that okay? Yes, that's okay. Imagine I'm, I'm talking right to you right now, like answering your question. You can put your hand down. <laughs> oh, I just really cracked myself up. Okay, we're going to jump into the quiz. This is the makeover quiz. And the makeover part is a public speaking makeover. Okay, we're not talking about hair. We're not talking about makeup. We're not talking about your house or your clothes. We're talking about giving your relationship to public speaking a makeover. Okay, first question. How likely are you to speak up at a meeting? Zero, not at all. Four, very likely. How likely are you to speak up at a meeting? The average answer for a new Speaker Sisterhood member is 2.9, which is actually a lot higher than I thought. So I wonder, what did you say? How likely you are to speak up at a meeting? And maybe it depends on which meeting, right? Like if you're with people you work with who are on your team that you see every day, you might be more likely to speak up at that meeting versus a meeting with people you've never met who are business owners or on a board of directors or in a job interview, right? So I guess it all depends, but just thinking in general, how likely you are to speak up if regardless of whether or not you know people. 
The second question is how likely are you to initiate a difficult conversation? This could be a difficult conversation with a loved one, uh, someone you're in a relationship with, someone at work, any, any difficult conversation, how likely are you to initiate it? Zero being not at all, four being very likely. The average speaker sisterhood member just joining the organization said a 2.2. That seems about right. Yeah. And I guess it all depends, right? The third question is, how likely are you to negotiate for yourself? This is being able to take a stand, being able to speak up for yourself and advocate for yourself, say what you want instead of saying what you think people want to hear. How likely are you to negotiate for yourself? Average answer for a new member, 2.3. So this is definitely something people are working on and want to work on. Next question, how likely are you to give a speech? You might be surprised to hear that out of all the questions we ask, this gets the lowest score. So this is the number one reason that people are joining. Uh, The answer we have most frequently is a two, two out of four. So the next question is take a leadership role. How likely are you to take a leadership role? How comfortable are you taking a leadership role? Average answer is a 2.7. Those are the questions we ask in our enrollment form. How did you do? How did you stack up versus other women who are working on this skill set? Are there places where you feel like you, it was an absolute zero or places that were a four? Again, this is just a chance for you to check in with yourself and try to get a sense of like, yeah, why am I not doing that? Or actually, I feel really good about that. And just to notice where you stand on these different elements of speaking and speaking up. Okay, a couple more questions. These are not on the enrollment form. These are just questions I'm wondering about for you because these are things I hear all the time from women who are working on their speaking skills. And again, it's the same scale. Zero is not at all. Four is uh, very likely or very often. How often do you spend worrying about how your audience will perceive you? This is a good one. How often do you spend worrying about how your audience will perceive you? So this isn't really about thinking about your content or your delivery. It's about thinking about the people sitting in front of you and their opinion of you. How often are you thinking about that? Next question. How often do you minimize your voice in fear of being wrong or having nothing valuable to say? Big one, right? Fear of rejection or fear of being ignored. Next, how often do you minimize your voice because you'd rather be liked than state your opinion and have it result in someone changing their opinion of you or changing their mind about you? So this one's a little bit different. The other one was minimizing yourself in fear of being wrong. And this one is about minimizing your voice because you'd rather be liked than state your opinion and have someone change their mind about you. This is the one that I could definitely relate to the most out of this whole quiz. And just hearing it kind of makes my stomach hurt. (laughs) 
because I, you know, I've mentioned many times on the show that I've been a people pleaser for a long time and I'm always working on this. And for a long time, I was afraid of stating my opinion about things because I thought, well, if I disagree with them, they won't like me anymore. So I kind of just need to go along with what they say. And this is highly problematic because you can never build a real relationship with anybody if you're not willing to show up authentically and say who you really are and what really matters to you. If you're just reflecting back the identity of the person you're hanging out with, that's not a real relationship. You're just being a mirror. And I remember when I was in the beginning of my career and I was managing a, a team it was when I was working at a radio station and the team was, they're called the street team. So we would go out and do promotions at bars and restaurants and car dealerships and stuff. And one day we went to a rugby game and like an hour and a half away and the whole team piled into the back of our station vehicle and I was driving and all of a sudden I smelled pot. I smelled marijuana and I could see that they were passing a joint around and I was, I think I was... 25 at the time and a lot of people on the team were older than me and there were like DJs on the bus who I was a little bit intimidated by and I knew I was in charge of that event but I didn't want to tell them to stop smoking because I didn't want to come across as like this hard ass or as a um, you know the party killer so I just let it happen and when we got to the event you know they weren't really thinking straight so some of our equipment was broken there was some destruction people some of them were drinking alcohol on the way to the event too so when we got there they were like kicking cans and bottles around in the parking lot and it was it was a huge mess and when i got back to work on monday i had to go into the boss's office and they said what's going on why didn't you do anything why didn't you stop this and i was like i i i don't know and my boss just looked at me and said, are you on the street team or are you on the management team? And I'll never forget like where I was standing, the look on his face, that question. And I just thought like, oh my God, I wanted so badly to be liked that I wouldn't, I couldn't do my job right. And that was a big moment for me to, you know, have to snap out of that and realize like, that's not, my job isn't to be liked. My job is to, to make sure things go smoothly. But I still struggle with that. That, yeah, that moment just always will stand out in my mind of like, oh, okay, yeah, I got to step up here. So how often do you minimize your voice because you'd rather be liked than state your opinion and have it result in someone changing their mind about you? The next question is, how often do you criticize yourself for not being the speaker you want to be? A lot of people who criticize themselves often also have imposter syndrome and feel like I'm not good enough to speak and I'm not smart enough. I'm not experienced enough. Who am I to get up there and try to tell people what they should do with their life or what they should think about something? And when you are criticizing yourself, for all of those things, then you can never really move forward from them because you're not willing to change the story about what's possible. So how often do you criticize yourself for not being the speaker you want to be? And how often do you find yourself wishing you could be a better speaker when you see others shine? This can be a tough one when you come across a great speaker and you're just sitting there like, oh, I wish I could be like them. Guess what? You can. 
there's like this common belief that great speakers were born great speakers, but you know what? Great speakers actually worked really hard and practiced a lot and learned the the correct way to be a great speaker. So if you find yourself wishing for that, then we should keep talking because the rest of this episode is about what to do now that we've taken this quiz. Now that you've had a chance to assess where you stand in all of these different areas, what do you want to do about it? Are you willing to get out of your comfort zone to try something different and change the story about who you are and what's possible? And then go back to your comfiness zone, right? We always return to the, to the nest. But before we talk about that, I'm wondering if there's one of these questions that you're still thinking about right now. You know, sometimes when you go through these sort of lists or quizzes, you're left afterwards with one thing kind of just sticking in your mind because it hit a nerve. Maybe, you know, the one about um, worrying about how your audience will perceive you or pain you have to go through to negotiate for yourself. Did anything stand out to you that you're still thinking about right now? Is that the one that stands in your way the most? or bothers you the most. I just want you to know that there is a solution for that. So you don't have to go through life always feeling that way about the thing that we just covered. If you want to fix it, I have a couple ideas for you. (laughs) So first I wanna congratulate you for making it through the quiz and sticking with me through this. And I hope that you were able to get a little insight into where some anxiety or fear or discomfort might come in when it comes to speaking. If you wanna see if you're ready to work on this stuff and just kind of take a small taste in before you dive into like a bigger program or join Speaker Sisterhood, I have something I wanna tell you about that I think you're gonna love. It's called the 60 Minute Public Speaking Makeover. And it's, it's a chance for you to kind of do a deeper assessment into the places that are getting in your way and then learn how to fix them within an hour. So obviously we can't like do all the, all the practice and the, um, you know, get a chance to actually do the things that I'll be talking about in the class, but it's a chance for you to see change in action. So we all love a good before and after, right? We've seen it on cooking shows where they take an ingredient and transform it into an entire meal. And we love to see how things can shift from meh to wow. (laughs) So that's what this 60 minute public speaking makeover is, is how we can take like a snooze fest speech and turn it into a compelling presentation? How can you go from sweating and blacking out when you're anticipating giving a speech to like breathing easy with a clear mind? What are the skills that you need to learn or the mindset shifts? And how do you go from like clueless about giving a speech to feeling competent and prepared? So in this the 60 minute class, I'm going to cover all of that. We're going to go over content and confidence and mindset and skills, and I'm going to do it in a really fun way. So it's a live class. If you check it out, you can come, we'll chat, we'll hang out. You'll get a chance to see some really common mistakes people make, which I'm going to be acting out as a different character. (laughs) Yes, that's, that's right. And then I'm going to 
teach you the right way to do it and how to do it. So it'll just be a whole class full of practical, helpful advice that you can take with you. And I'll also record it so you can watch it again. And you can start to implement little tweaks, little tweaks along the way to help you become a better speaker. And one of the bonuses, if you join and you sign up for the quiz or for the makeover, sorry, is you get first dibs on a seat in our new, our brand new clubs that are going to be launching the next day called Speaker Sisterhood Express, which are condensed six month. uh, It's a six month program that you can join with 10 other women to learn all the basics of public speaking through little mini classes each month, and you get a chance to practice giving a speech each month with this really wonderful group who's on that same journey with you. And you get to do it from the comfort of your own home, and you get to talk about whatever you want, and each speech is a chance to work on a different skill set, like storytelling, persuasion, eye contact, audience interaction, props and and slides, all kinds of things. So it's it's really it's gonna be a lot of fun. And this is going to be we only have two classes or two groups that are going to be launching. So if you want to secure a seat in there, come to the makeover, learn all about it. And then you can sign up for Speaker Sisterhood Express. So that is it for me this week, all of you. Um, I am really excited that we went through that quiz together. I hope it gave you a chance to just do a little inventory on where things stand. I hope that you will connect with your comfiness zone and build that for yourself this weekend. Maybe you could listen to the bonus episode while you're building it and just, you know, treat yourself like a queen because who's going to do that for you, you know? So that does it for me this week, you guys. I've really enjoyed doing this quiz with you. I hope that you got something out of it. And I'm going to put the link to the the 60-minute public speaking makeover class in the show notes so you can register for it. It's going to be next Tuesday, February 8th at noon Eastern time. So you have a few days to register for it, but secure your seat. It's only 47 bucks. It's going to be super fun and we'll hang out and take it from there. So uh, I'll see you on Saturday. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you loved today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts to say thanks. Also, if you'd like to support the show and say thanks in another way, you can now do that by hitting the support button in the show notes. You can set up a monthly recurring payment of 99 cents to $10 to whatever fits your budget. All payments go directly to me. All right. I'd like to say thanks to Kelly Vogel for producing my music. This show is created in the glitter closet in Holyoke, Massachusetts, and it's a production of speaker sisterhood that does it for me this week you guys as always stop waiting start creating i'll see you next time